Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Wad Podcast. I'm your host, Corey. Thankful that you guys are here once again listening to the show. Been a while. A lot of crazy stuff happening these days. We are headed back to school in our area, our region of the USA. How about you guys? Who's all heading back? One thing I want to talk about today is curbing some of that back-to-school anxiety for your kids. I know it's something that we talk a lot about here at our household, and I'm sure you guys are having, if not yourself, your children are a little nervous about going back to school and what that means for them. Both uh, seeing their friends again, getting into routine, but also with, um, if they're a little bit health conscious, the, uh, the COVID and coronavirus stuff going on. Uh, one thing that we talk about is, is staying in your sphere of influence. And one of those main pillars of that is your own stuff, focusing on what you can control yourself as an individual and knowing that, yeah, you may be able to influence people, but they need to take ownership of their stuff. And if we can both lead by example and help others get into a state where they're focusing on their own stuff as well, everybody's going to be safe. And so, you know, the hard part about anxiety is we try to control everything. And when in reality, we can only control what we can control from ourselves, mainly our thoughts, ideas, and actions about everyday life. The hard part is that with something like a pandemic and, and an outbreak of a virus, um, you do need to take into consideration other people's actions and how they affect you. Um, but as far as a, in an anxiety standpoint, focusing on what you can control is going to be your best bet. Um, so the first part of the show is going to be here for parents of children that are going back to anxiety or uh, school, excuse me. Well, they're probably some of them are going back to anxiety as well. If it's been lowered, uh, being at home, being safe. And so tips to ease back into school. Um, acknowledge and understand their worries and fears and don't dismiss them. Uh, this is super important for developing emotional intelligence with your children um, is trying to help them think through their worries and fears because until they can deal with the emotion that comes up, they can't get to logical thinking. And so the, the more that you help them practice getting through the emotional state that they may be in, the better they're going to be when they're on their own. Um, you know, just emotionally intelligent children. Um, because our basic uh, fundamental point as parents and, and what we need to focus on is developing kids that are going to grow up to be good adults. We also don't want to teach them what to think. We need to teach them how to think for themselves. If all we're doing is teaching them what to think, once they leave the nest, they're going to run into a lot of problems. Next up, start the day with a good quality breakfast. Protein and good fats, avoid processed sugary foods, get the boxes of cereal off your tabletop. Set, you know, sugaring up your kids and sending them off to school is not a good way to start the day. Um, there's so much crap in those cereals. Uh, if you eat Lucky Charms, there is paint thinner in Lucky Charms. And I won't get up on my soapbox, but, you know, get them some eggs, get them some toast, get them some, you know, toast with peanut butter or toast with almond butter. Just get them something decent because whatever goes into their body, they're going to become, you know, they're growing individuals. If you're putting in crap, they're going to feel like crap. And if they're a child with anxiety, 
when you physically don't feel good, you're going to have more symptoms, more triggers, and, and more things that are going to crank up your anxiety. Um, explain in three easy steps what will happen when they get to school. They're going to put their bag down uh, in their locker. They're going to say good morning to their teacher, and then you know whatever else their uh, school is going to you know partake with this these times. I know that our school is not doing morning recess, so. They got to go put their stuff in their locker, report to their teacher, and then maybe go sit in their designated sitting area for morning activity. I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like, um, but tomorrow we're going to talk about that before we send them off and drop them off. Um, let them know that you're going to be doing that day. There will be a time throughout their day that they're going to start thinking about you, and if they know what you're going to be doing, um, even if it is something as simple as say, well, you know that time of the day that... 10 o'clock, I'll be thinking about you, wondering what you're doing, and you're going to see them smile. Just just that they know that you're thinking about them as well, because, you know, if you remember being a kid, some of the hardest parts and some of the some of the longest days were when you missed your parents. Now, obviously, for younger kids, that's a little bit more prevalent than, than older kids, but just let them know that you'll be thinking about them too and how you're going to navigate your day um, out in the, the world that uh, we now live in with, with masks and you know safety protocols and social distancing. Um, explain in time chunks what their day might look like. Mat time, snack, activity, lunch, home. You know, I'm sure all of you guys have gotten what that's gonna look like. Um, most states are doing really well with the uh, time blocks and how their day is gonna look. So go through that with them. Um, and, and what you're trying to do is alleviate a lot of the uncertainty and as we know, with anxiety, uncertainty causes fear, and fear spirals into anxiety, and anxiety spirals into a panic attack. So the more information that they can have and equip themselves throughout the day, the better off they're going to be to navigate our new situation in life. Find a safe and familiar person. Um, you know, that might be a friend, that might be the school monitor that they've known from the years past. Um, our school has a um, service dog, and that might be one that, you know, the, the people that are around our area can say you can go look for the service dog. Um, and and there's, there's helpers everywhere, and, and Mr. Rogers always said that too. When his mom, when he was growing up, his mom used to tell him when uh, he would see something bad in school or see something bad on the television, uh, his mom would always say, look for the helpers. And so throughout your day, look for the helpers whoever that may be. It might be the, your principal. could be the person, the hall monitor. Just look for someone that there is there to help you, and you know, hopefully they're the kind of person that will answer questions if you have any. If you're a little nervous about anything, let your child know to just go ask questions. Sometimes we just need to have questions answered until we get some calm in our day. Another good one, and this might be the, one of the better ones, is leave a note in their lunchbox. And, you know, do like um, something that they know that is like a, not an inside joke, but just like an inside thing that knows or that helps them know that you're thinking about them too. Um, you know, for us, it would be something that, you know, is unique. Like I have unique handshakes with both of our kids just to kind of keep something unique and special for them. Um, but also there's some unique sayings between the two of them because they're so different. And so, like, if I were to write a note, I would write that saying to my son and then write the other one that I have with my daughter for her. You know, I call her Peanut. You know, he's Buddy, her big boy. You know, and, and just kind of keep it familiar and, and um, recognizable, easily 
recognizable to them uh, so it can kind of calm their nerves if they're maybe um, a little un uneasy at the time that they're they're eating um, time out after school unrestricted playtime outside good quality snack dinner um, calm them down for a bath prioritize sleep if you don't have a sleep routine for your child with anxiety i highly recommend doing that um, structure before bedtime um, it is very important because right before bed is when our minds tend to wander uh, and if your child is struggling to get to sleep before school uh, a, a bedtime routine that is structured you know same time to bed every night same cadence of the activities that they do right before bed every night and just keep some consistency that's really going to be good for any child with anxiety um, another thing that we do at dinner is ask about their favorite part of the day or three things that they're grateful for or um, yeah their favorite thing of the day is one that we usually do most often and just you know some kids aren't very open about say hey tell me about your day you know maybe they're distracted by what they were doing before dinner and they're still thinking about that but if you kind of take it in bits and pieces rather than say well my kid never tells me anything well maybe your questions need to change a little bit and say hey tell me your favorite thing about your day kids always want to talk about their favorites so if you ask the right question they're more than likely going to answer that for you and so you keep the communication open but what you're doing is you're getting them to focus on the positives more so than the negatives in their day so next up is goals um, this is important too just to kind of have a target for them to try to hit like not necessarily your goals but help them figure out the goals that they want for themselves um, realistic goals not necessarily hey I want you to get the best grades possible that's kind of a given um, and you know ultimately that's going to condition them that you know no matter what they do it's either right or wrong uh, but what you want to do is have realistic goals of that are progress and effort based so you can praise their progress and effort versus the end outcome what happens to adults that, and I'm one of them, is if you're only graded, uh, once certain things that uh, you can grade on a scale of effort and once those are taken away, you're kind of left with, okay, well, I'm just not gonna try anything because I don't wanna fail at that thing. And so realistic goals need to be, I wanna do this amount of this in this amount of time. So if it's something like if they're reading, if they're going into second grade, I want to read at a second grade level by Christmas would be a realistic goal. If they're, you know, whatever they're, that's just fill in the blank with those two, but that's a, that's a realistic goal for your child. Then they have something to work towards and they have something to distract themselves from the worry of what might be, what might be going on, um, you know, with the health situation right now, but also getting back into school a change in routine, not being able to be with mom and dad all the time, um, maybe bullies, if kids are going through bullying, it's going to be tough. Um, make sure your child views school as fun. And, you know, I, I look at it now after our, our um, deep dive into remote learning. I probably would have done remote learning. Um, I did not enjoy school. I didn't have a good time. You know, I was, I was forced to learn different than I learned. And because I did not show my my work and my math, I got bad grades in math. So, you know, it's it's just make sure you keep it fun and praise effort. That's my number one thing with school is just praise their effort and make sure that they learn um, how to think through problems versus what to think. 
yeah, like with certain subjects, there's a right and wrong answer, obviously. But learn to teach them how to think through to get to that answer. It's going to benefit them long-term and help them as adults. And now for parents, if you're worried about your child going back to school because you're not going to be able to control the situation, I, I totally get that. Um, I'm a little nervous about myself, but what we've done is kind of explain multiple times over and over about like wearing your mask, washing your hands, you know, some of the stuff that's going to benefit them um, with what's going on. It's, you know, as adults, we, you know, obviously our, our, our children are so ingrained in our heartstrings that it's going to cause a little bit more fear uh, because we are sending them off into a different kind of world than we grew up in. There's a lot of unknowns, there's a lot of uncertainty, and there's a lot of variables. However, you know, if you have questions, make sure you're talking to the administration of the school, um, the teacher, and just let them know that you may have some questions and want some communication back and forth on how things are going. It's, it's completely reasonable to have that conversation and that back and forth with the teacher of your child, um, more so than just performance. Right? They're, they're the caregiver for your children seven to eight hours a day. And they may be with your child for nine months longer than you are with your child for nine months. So it's good to have that back and forth. You know, like let them know, A, what's going to work for your child if they're getting stressed out or fearful. And B, just for your own peace of mind, sending your child back to this person, um, it could calm your nerves, right? And the other aspect of that is, is if it doesn't, you know, our school district has the option to do remote learning again. And so you might need to make that decision with your significant other, or if you're a single parent, make that decision for yourself. Because, you know, with what we're living in today, there's the polarization and the political, 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 I'm going to try that. It's become political. And it's unfortunate that something that is health-related and science-based has become a political talking point. I, I just, I can't for the life of me understand, like, it was never like that when we were a kid. You know, it's just, it's unfathomable to me that we are ignoring real science. And, yeah, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but do what you need to do. And make it a decision that you can hang your hat on and feel good about it. You're probably going to get some guff from your friends, maybe even your family. You know, if your friends are saying stuff and um, kind of sticking their, their nose into your business that you're making a decision that's best for your family, maybe they're not your real friend. You know, if my friend made a decision that was hard, but they felt it was right, I would support them. Even if I didn't agree with it. You know, and, and when it comes to polarization of certain things... I am of the mind that you can have your opinion. I'm not going to hate you for it. I probably will disagree with you if it's different, different than what I believe, but I'm still going to respect your opinion, right? Even if it's just out as outlandish as not believing science of a pandemic. I mean, that's, that's your opinion as long as it doesn't affect me, right? I was telling somebody the other day that if you're out in public and it's required to wear a mask, if you're not doing that, I just assume you don't respect me because you're not taking care of my well-being the way you should. And people say, well, masks aren't 100% effective. Well, neither are seatbelts, neither are life jackets, but you're gonna wear them because the off chance that you get in an accident, it's gonna uh, you know, protect you. The off chance that you may be exposed and you can save someone else from 
being infected because you're wearing your mask. I'm going to do that. So that was kind of a sidebar there, so I apologize for that. But, you know, just, just make your decision based on, you know, what feels best to you and stick with that. Now, it is a mandate where we go to school to wear a mask and your child needs to wear a mask. If they don't, they're not allowed in the school. So whether you agree with that or not, it's just what has to be done for your child to go back to school. So respect the school's decision decision to do that. And then you can also teach your kids something in that vein. Yeah, mom and dad don't agree with this, but we're going to do it anyways. Because it's the right thing to do. That's called integrity. Doing the right thing even when people aren't watching is, is something that, you know, you can really teach your child about integrity. But as far as anxiety goes, I'll get back to that tangent. Like, it's going to be hard to send your child out into a world of unknown and variables that we cannot control. It's going to be very hard, but focus on what you can control and the influence that you can have over your child to keep them safe. That's about the only thing you can do. And then don't paint these ugly pictures in your head of what might happen. 99% of the time they don't happen. And so you're kind of just wasting your time and spinning your wheels on something that is just making you stuck and driving you crazy. I know it's easier said than done, but we are the creators of our thoughts. We actually control them. So you can stop if you practice and fight for it often enough. Consistent effort over time, like I always talk about. You can control your thoughts. You may not be able to right now, but eventually, if you do it long enough and practice it often enough, just like the way you think right now in this very moment that you're listening to this show is a habit, you can change that. You know, there's only one real habit that we can't change, and that's breathing. Right? Now you're probably thinking about, oh my God, I have to breathe. Well, you know, breathing is, is kind of a subconscious thing until we actually think about breathing and then we do it. Well, when we don't think about it, we just do it. If you tweak your thoughts from a worrisome thought into a confidence thought or a positive thought or tell yourself, nope, I don't need to think about that right now. I can think about that later. I do this like at night. If there's something I get stuck on, I'll write it in my notes on my phone and be like, okay, I'll think about that tomorrow. And then when it arises again, I'll be like, okay, I'll think about that tomorrow. I got it written down. I got it written down. I got it written down. Stop. I got it written down over and over and over until it goes away. And then often enough over time, that becomes second major. Nope. Not right now. Or reset. Think again. Reset. Think again. And then you move on. Mental training, just like we train our physical body, we can train our mind to become what we want it to be and have it look like we want it to look. And so in practice, what does this look like? What are the things that I cannot control? So I can let go of these things, right? And I'm going to give you a list and then I'll go on to the things you can't control. So I cannot control if others follow the rules of social distancing. So I can let go of that. I cannot control the actions of others, so I can let go of other people's actions. I cannot predict what will happen, so I do not need to predict or try to predict what might happen. I cannot control other people's motives, right? If you got someone that 
supports the opposite party that you support, you can't control that. That's their prerogative. Let it go. I cannot control the amount of toilet paper at the store, which I don't know why that was the first thing everybody gravitated towards. Like, ooh, respiratory pandemic. I need to grab toilet paper. Just strange. I mean, 2020 is strange overall, but that one was like, okay, I guess. I cannot control how long this is going to last. I can do my part and do what I need to do to help it go away faster by doing everything that they're asking us to do, but I cannot predict how long it will last. And then finally, I can't, I can't predict how others will react, even though we might try to. And you can't allow yourself to get hung up if they react differently than you expect or differently than you want. Because if you go back, we can't predict other people's motives. We can't control them. And we can't control how other people's react to us. So what can we control? What are the things that we can focus on during our days? We can focus on if my attitude is positive or not. Right? Well, <clears throat> this is this is one that I spent a lot of time on with coaching people is yeah, well, we're in a we're in a pandemic. I can't work. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. This is change. This is change. What if? What if? What if? Well, you're intentionally thinking about those things that are negative right now. What about the fact that you woke up today? The fact that you have a house? Your significant others are alive and healthy. X, Y, Z, B, you know, I mean, you just go down the list. If you focus on more of the things that you are grateful for and that you do have in your life, that is the main theme of what your life will look like. The more I look at things that I'm grateful for, the more things I will see that I will be grateful for. What can you control? Turning off the news. News is ridiculous these days. I don't watch news. I haven't for t probably a decade. I read stuff and I read medical journals and I read, you know, certain articles here and there, but I don't watch the actual news. You know, there's some stations that are just strict propaganda. I just don't, I don't watch it. And if you want to see if your news channel is propaganda or not, count how many positive stories that they run. That'll be a fun one for you. You can control finding fun things to do at home, right? We've gotten really good at that. You know, it's probably spinning our wheels right now trying to find more. Quick Google search will give you some more stuff to do. You know, whether it's crafty, creative, games, exercise, all kinds of stuff. People did it for hundreds and thousands of years prior to the internet, prior to going out to eat, prior to bars. We can do it too. You know, I didn't have an email address until I was like 20. <laughs> so for 20 years, we figured out a way to do that kind of stuff. Follow, um, you can't control how I follow the CDC regulations and recommendations. Please listen to the CDC rather than your news channel. What else can you control? Limiting my social media. And if you are like me, there is an unfollow button and there's an unfriend button. It's very nice this time in our season of life. You can control your own social distancing. You can't control wearing a mask. You can control washing your hands and being careful. 
And then finally, and the most important one, is you can control your kindness and grace that you give to others. I don't hate anybody that doesn't believe that this pandemic is real. They may be misguided, but I don't hate them. I give them some grace. They just mean, you know, they just might be a little misguided. And I, I'm not sure why, and that's fine. I don't need to know why. But I give them the grace enough to have their own opinion. Until it affects me, then I'm going to say something. But kindness. That's our number one rule in our house, is kindness. Sometimes we check that box, sometimes we don't. Myself included. It's more of, okay, I need to get back on course than saying, oh my, I went off so far off course, I need to burn the house down. No, it's like, okay, let's reset, try again. That didn't go well. It's kind of like parenting. Like, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it's like you get done with your child and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know if that was the right thing to say. But, <laughs> you know, I think parenting on themes works a little bit better. Like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to parent through kindness. I'm going to parent to teach my kid how to think through things. I'm going to show my kids grace when they mess up and not leave them in the muck. I'm going to say, you know, I, I really don't like what you did. I still love you, but I, this, we just can't do this anymore, right? Giving them some grace to, to make mistakes. You know, or at night, like my son's a reader, and we used to let him like watch something before bed and, you know, with schools coming up, he's not going to be able to do that. And he's like, well, can I read for X amount of time? I'm like, you just read until you're tired and go to bed. And he just doesn't get that. You know, it's like, no, you just tell me when I'm like, no, no, just read until you get tired and then go to bed. And so we're giving him some freedom to not only do something that he's passionate about, but it's also going to benefit him long-term as an adult to develop a reading habit before he goes to bed. Right? So there you have it. Focus on what you can control in this current situation, this current season of life. Do not worry about what you cannot control. And if you want to go back a little ways and listen to the things you cannot control, write those down. And if when you are thinking and your brain is spinning and you're struggling, if it pops up on the radar of those things, you say, well, I'm not going to think about that right now. I'm going to focus on these things. It will help, and it, it does work. It's just how consistent can you remain on tweaking your thoughts in real time consistent enough for it to become a habit. And that's realistically, that's the main thing that we do when we work with people on anxiety is changing that habit that has become the way of thinking. And that's just plain anxiety. That's not necessarily PTSD because that's a whole different animal. This is not a show about PTSD. Now, if you do have PTSD and you need some help, I can direct you in certain certain directions. But for like general anxiety and panic disorder, that's what I'm talking about. So it has been a while. I apologize. I'm uh, currently working through some things myself, um, career-wise. And so that's why it's been a few weeks here that you heard, haven't heard from me. I am setting up some more interviews with some people that are in the fitness space. Um, you guys spoke and spoke loudly that you would like to have more of those people. And so I'm going to set those interviews up. I'm going to record one here next week and then the week after. Not two, the week after, I believe. And those episodes will be coming out here shortly. I'm going to get back onto it every two weeks. So keep your eyes out for more episodes. 
once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, coming here for, as a resource. I hope you have a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. And please keep coming back, guys. We're going to figure this out, I promise. We'll see you later. Mm-hmm.